You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. And we're back, y'all. If you're waking up this morning listening to this, I don't know if you're feeling better. (laughs) Because right now we're recording this right after the game. And I got to tell you, y'all know I'm super positive. But I'm just like, I, I, I don't know how I feel right now, Justin. Like, I'm looking at their next set of games. Right. I'm looking at the next set of games. I look at the next five games and I'm not sure. Like, I'm like, I can't even look at the Rockets and say they're going to win that game. You know, mm-hmm. like, and all the other teams are it's Utah. The Knicks are going to be a difficult team to beat. They're not going to be easy. It's the Clippers. <laughs> it's um did I say I said Utah already? I mean, I I was like maybe two wins. I mean, of the next five games, there's three games at home. So they have New York, Houston. They're probably gonna win those. There's a back to back though. So like I feel like you need to play everyone in Houston because that's probably the best game you have a chance of winning on the road. But then they have the Pelicans the next night. Yeah. But if Clay doesn't play, I don't know because, you know, pool goes off <laughs> in these games <laughs> when Clay doesn't start. So let's talk about that. And then they have the Clippers and they have the Utah Jazz. Look, New York Clippers and Utah Jazz are home games. But Justin, like, are they going to be three and two? Can they win four out of those five games? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. You like to think that they're going to protect home court because that's essentially where all, well, that is where all their wins have come from this year. Uh, I think they've only lost once at home. But that whole back-to-back dynamic does change some things. I initially thought, hey, they're going to go into Phoenix. You know, they're going to beat them, whatever, because all those guys are hurt. And then they'll be able to play the young guys more so against Houston and then play the full team against New Orleans on the second night of the back-to-back. But you can't you can't do that now. You can't pencil in wins or losses. You know I mean? you got to play every game at this point because you've lost your margin for error essentially for the rest of the season, right? Yeah. Um, so and the thing is, right now, no one is really 
creating that separation. So they have a chance to get back in it. But that's what I'm saying. It has to happen now. It has to happen now. Right. All right. So Steph is playing out of this world. He's playing like, is he playing as good as his 2016 season? I think so. I mean, you factor in the things that he's doing on both ends of the court, um, getting everybody involved, scoring the ball. You can't say you can't say he's playing worse. Like it, just, it might look a little bit different, right? He's he's stronger now. He's not as quick, um, and and teams are a little bit more quote unquote equipped to to guard a player of his play style. But his counters at this point are just so crazy. You know, his finishing at the rim has been unreal. Um, so uh, you can you can make the case easily that this is the best he's ever been, which is crazy to think about. But there's really no argument against shot it. When he shoots, it's like they're all just going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you know he's really in a zone where you're just like finishing surprise when he missed three. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame that these performances are essentially being wasted, wasted in a sense. Um, and these are the type of performances where you really don't need world-beating performances from anyone else. You just need to not be bad. <laughs> essentially, you just need to like be average and you're going to win these games. That's why, that's why it's so amazing. You know, like 40 points and 50-point games Sometimes teams struggle to score 100 points. So when you score 50 with one person, all you got to do with the rest of the guys, just be average. And they were right there. Like, all he needed was, like, just one other person. He exactly. didn't even need two other people. He just needed one. You know, maybe if Andrew doesn't get into the foul trouble. Because, I mean, honestly, I don't really have anything negative to say about Andrew. He's been, for the most part, solid this season. He's for their sure. second best player, in my opinion. Um and like you almost need more from Andrew if I'm saying that because like I don't know when when Clay and Poole are gonna decide to play consistently. Um right. but now do you worry that like if Andrew is called upon to do more, that he'll struggle? Cause some people are saying that like, you know, when he had to do more in 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 Minnesota, you know, then that's when he wasn't as good. But I just I think Andrew's a better player now. I do think it's a better player now, but there is a limit to, I think, what you can ask of him. He's already carrying, essentially, the entire perimeter defense on his shoulders, you know, um, and asking him to, like, yo, we're going to need you to add about five to six more points per game to your to your total as well. And you're probably top three in minutes per game for us already. I mean, maybe he can do it every other game. Um but it's just like, come on, like, we just extended you, Jordan, for almost $10 million more than what Andrew's making. Clay, next year you're going to make $40 mil. Can we just at least be average level two guards, please? Like, to, I, you know, I've been catching a lot of heat on the timeline, but, you know, I just, like, they just got to be better. Like, you know. Yeah. You, you you're paying them a certain amount of money and like people bringing up clay's injuries and they're bringing up this like clay is supposed to be better this year 
this is his second year back from injury. He's supposed to be better. I don't know that mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like a tr- big substantial improvement, but I expected it to, it to be kind of like more consistent, right? And he's worse than he was last year. Um, and I, like I don't, I don't know how much to factor in. I understand that he basically didn't like have an off season where he where he did a lot, but at some point, you know, because like, like, I don't think most of us were factoring that in or that it was going to have this kind of effect on him. Right. Like this is his second season back from injury. That's when usually players look a little better. Right. And you get a sense of who they are. So that's what I'm scared of. Like, is this who Clay Thompson is? Like, I know his shots will eventually fall, but I just, I don't know. It's starting to make me nervous, Justin. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I understand. Um, and I do think that at the end of the day, shots falling and not falling for him does make or break his game at this point. Yes. And it's kind of always has, you know what I mean? But he's, for the majority of his career, been, you know, second greatest, one of the greatest shooters of all time. So it kind of makes up for for shot selection or stuff like that. So when his shot does start to fall, I do think it'll make a drastic difference in his value. Um, but I do think he already does have some inherent value, just his gravity on the court and stuff like that. So I'm worried about Clay, but I'm not too worried about Clay. I'm more worried about Clay and Jordan from the sense that there's there's not enough structure around them to put them in the best position to not necessarily succeed, but to have their flaws covered up, right? Last year, we saw Clay's not the same defender he once was, so you have other guys to make up for that. Um, You just have more reliable players. You have front court players that can actually stretch the floor and create more opportunities for Jordan to get to the basket. Stuff like that. Little things like that go go a long way, right? and I don't think, even though both of them are struggling individually and they can individually do things to make themselves play better, I think everything going on around them is not doing them any favors. Um, so they're just going to have to get it out the mud at this point. Like, he's going to have to get themselves out of the rut pretty much in spite of non-ideal conditions, right? And, you know, that's just what it is. But y'all getting paid to do it, so you have to do it. Yes. And what is what is what is Poole's deal? Because he's playing with the bench. This is why he's struggling so much. What is it? Um I'm not sure. I'm really not too sure. He obviously started out of the game and played amazing. But I mean everyone knows like you play better. You're next to Steph, you're gonna play better. Like that's not really like a oh, he's he's great with the starters. It's like uh as long as he's on the court with Steph, he's probably going to start doing stuff like that. You know, like he's going to get a lot more openings and stuff like that. 
So, and then you, you're getting, like we just said, you're getting paid all the money that they just, that they just uh, extended you for. You can't just be like, oh, I'm only good in certain lineups. Like, that's it. You're a near max player. You have to be good regardless. You have to be good, you know, like, but you know I just what don't understand is. why. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just don't understand why he doesn't shoot in the second unit. Like, he just, his shots, his shot attempts just drastically go down. And I understand he gets more attention. Do you attention, think they want but, him like, to be a playmaker, though? Like, like, do you think there's some messaging to him to focus more on playmaking than scoring? I wouldn't say that. Just because they took Wiseman out of rotation. Like, initially they had him and Wiseman run that pick and roll, and I think at that point, he was like, okay, let me be a playmaker and get Wiseman involved. The, the moment they took Wiseman out of rotation and they're like, oh, we're playing traditional Warriors ball, everybody touches it, we're moving the ball around, it should be, okay, go mode. Like, I'm scoring. Especially with Dante back, everyone's saying, like, Dante's setting the table for Jordan. He's, like, going to be taking on the ball handler responsibilities so Jordan can focus on scoring. But he's not shooting. So it's like, what are you doing then, right? Um. And this, I think this is a this is a, a roadblock I think a lot of young guards face when they're coming up in a league and then getting into stardom where they start getting more defensive attention than they used to get. And he has to adjust to it. I thought he was adjusting to it in the playoffs last year and it was going to help him in the regular season this year, but maybe he still needs to learn um, how to navigate that. So, you know, I was thinking about this earlier because, because um, – you know, there's been a lot of talk around, you know, maybe Jordan should start. <sighs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry for yawning. Y'all, we're on the East Coast. So it's, it's like after one in the morning here for us. But, <laughs> um, you know, like, honestly, like, it's not even to me an issue with like Jordan starting because like I actually think they would be fine if he started or Clay started. We know he can't close though. We know he can't close because his defense isn't there yet. Um, but you know, I was thinking about this like how you were like you can't just play in some units and not. But I'm like, I think Clay would struggle if he had to just be in the second unit and they and they they switch roles too, right? So it's just like. Like, yeah, Jordan might thrive and maybe I don't like it's hard to say because like the starting five we know is like the well, who knows after tonight, but for the most part, they were like the best, you know, starting five or had the best net rating right in the league. But I don't know how that changes or if it changes or what that looks like if it's like Jordan starting. But I'm like, Clay would also really struggle if he had to go to the second unit. Right. But I'm like, because he's struggling so much right now in the first unit is the extra bump you might get with Jordan playing in the first unit worth it. Maybe would you get like some bigger leads? Maybe. I don't know. I really have not been like an advocate for Jordan starting, but I was just kind of thinking about this more today. And I was just like, Maybe, you know, I just don't know like what the answer is. Yeah, it's it's tough at this point, but at the same time, you can look at it from the standpoint of like, okay, if Jordan is with the starters and the starters don't miss a beat with Jordan there, then 
the benefit could potentially be limiting plays minutes a little bit more um, and just having him, you know, in his minutes, try to figure it out, whatever, whatever the case may be. But I think if Clay's is going to be bad, then 20 minutes of Clay a night is better than 30 minutes of Clay a night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I guess yeah, from that standpoint. Uh, and this is it comes back to like why the fuck isn't Moody getting more minutes like if your two will, supposed to be relied upon guards are not playing well why not just give the young guy a chance to see if he could just give you something you know and he might even light a fire under them like yo this dude is he's coming for our spots like uh, it just is very confusing to me, especially with the Wiggins foul trouble today too. Like, Joku's out, Wiggins is in foul trouble. Poole and Clay are both terrible tonight. Moody essentially DNP until late in the third quarter. I don't get it. I don't get it. Hmm. We gotta also just give a shout out to Loon, who's been really great this season so far too. Just doing what yeah. he needs to do. Um. Yeah, I mean, like you said, today was kind of like a bad night for Dre, but for the most part, he, he's been solid, too. Um, but, yeah, Jordan's been inconsistent, Clay's been inconsistent, and those are their two main guys who have been really, really inconsistent, and I think it is really, really hurting the team. So, um, yeah, I think we need to talk about what they can possibly do to improve the team um, and get on the right track. Let's get into that in the next segment. So we'll be back soon, guys. Thanks. 